Yeah, here. We're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Garage. It's a music podcast for music lovers. For music lovers, uh, Mike here with Luke and Jeff, and today we have a very special guest, an old childhood friend of mine, Mr. Greg Wetzel. Welcome to the podcast. I like that Thank we clapped this time. Thank you. Yeah, it's much better. I'm glad we did. We that. had a rough yeah. day. Feel fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's um, like one of our most ardent supporters and listeners. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So We're glad to, to finally have him on. Yeah, yeah, man. It's been a long time coming, and. Also, the topic, which we had had planned to do at some point. This, this, this talk- episode has been 13 years in the making. 13 years <laughs> in the making. The, po- the podcast has only existed for two of those 13 years, but it's been a, a yeah. But no, for real, because I mean, I, I have, um, just to speak to Greg, like I, I have memories of like coming over to your house and you playing like uh, watching like a, a live Slipknot DVD oh or something God. like that over <laughs> at your house. And uh yeah, like I remember just being like, "Oh my god, this is fucking!" Because they were like came out like a goat head and shit. I was like, "This is like this is the devil incarnate." What yeah, are you showing me? The, the, the disaster pieces DVD. Oh my goodness, my my <laughs> my doughy eyed Christian eyes had were not ready to see this like fucking <laughs> thing. But but Greg also scared the shit out of me at, of me at a younger age when I went to the VFW in Jewett City, <laughs> and it was the fir- that was the first live musical thing I ever saw, like heavy rock band. Oh, wow. That was like the first time I ever saw Last a band play. Yeah. Yeah, because Jade was dating crap out Reed at the time. But it was like Reed amazing. Reed guitar, yeah. Yep. It was yep. like, changed the, I was like, oh, this is exciting. This yeah. is so exciting. Yeah. Everyone was like, I was like, are they fighting? I had that CD <laughs> the for the whole longest time. time. Oh, yeah. That's, I had that CD for the longest. Fun. It's somewhere. Somewhere in the depths of mm. the mountains of things that i have in my house i swear i still have that last the, of fall the CD. last to fall album yeah man oh man that'd be a classic to bring out <sighs> yeah yeah i mean got lots of memories with uh with you as a kid specifically yeah. uh greek easter Gre- those, yeah those are always easter. good times coming greek- up pretty soon yeah greek a week easter. After mike easter. mike lived a couple houses down from me and yeah. uh yeah that was a that was probably the most metal thing i've ever experienced just a goat on a spit <laughs> i i left your house to go home for a few minutes and when i came back the sheep that i were playing i was playing with were hanging in the garage with no skin yeah i know and... i used to try and feed them and befriend them and then my grandfather would literally slice their throats in front of me when i was six years old and then eat their eyes like, this is what real life is like i'm like this is way too fucking real bro like what are you doing e- eating their eyes and then you eat their eyes yeah. yeah it was it was very metal yeah because mm. if you eat the eyes it lets it, it you can see in the dark Dark. It's a very tool as thing, per to be the honest. as per the uh, the the old Grecian uh, you know folklores and things. It was like yeah, if you eat the yeah. So so no, we, it was just we, my crazy we go back. Gra- we go my back. crazy grandfather. But yeah, man, yeah, and and a lot of musical memories too. Like, um, so I'm ex- you know I'm excited uh, to get into it. This is like I said, uh, it's gonna be the tool episode. The tool episode, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go down the rabbit hole. With Tool. We're going to pry open Luke's third eye. That's yeah. right. This is a fun episode format, as in... You fucker! With a psychedelic crowbar. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is one of those fun episodes where, uh, like, I've never listened to Tool ever. I mean, the, the single um, 
off the third like record. Schism, you know. That's Sober. the only song I've ever heard. Sober is another popular Sober, one. I did recognize that one. So how'd you know you didn't like them? Uh, mm, good question. Oh, it's it's not that it's I not know that, why. It's not that Luke knows that he likes them or doesn't like them. It's a matter of taste. Thank you. Luke saw a thirteen-minute <laughs> song and he said, "I like albums that are thirteen minutes long." Um, <laughs> can I? Why I do, I never went after Tool is uh, weirdly it's the artwork. It, like I always felt like the artwork mm. was something I was like, "That's not mm. really my deal," and I like I just knew that like instantly. Um, mm. But. That's like what kept me away from it for so long was like the imagery of the, it, the prism print. Yeah, and like mm. that, and then at some point in my head, it almost turned into like a Grateful Dead thing, where it was like mm. the fans are so ardently like supportive, yeah. and um, they're like between the buried and me fans, man. They're hardcore. Yeah. And then even at that, like critically, they Tool is like also a critically acclaimed band in much of the way that like Radiohead is and like I'm not a big Radiohead guy either um, and I was almost like yeah I'm good like I'm good it's but like, like by the time you heard of them people had heard of them so you no longer cared yeah I was like they have their thing it's <laughs> yeah. fine yeah. that's cool have fun you know what I mean and then the third being that uh, I don't like um, he- heavy prog metal mm-hmm. is like just on my like lower yeah. lower end of like things I've ever listened to. But I listen to all of these tool records and I'm yeah, excited to talk about them. Yeah. Well why don't we start there? So that's Luke's intro to the band. Um Mike, what's your like earliest memories of Tool? Um really just I think when Lateralis came out, mm. um schism, the song Schism. Like my dad yeah. was like really, really into these like, yo, check this band tool out, you know? Yeah. And that was kind of the beginning of it for me. Um but then it just evolved anyway, naturally, because like, just my musical taste, the like the narrative of it, the way it went, and everything, like very, unlike Luke, very heavy into mm. the idea of progressive metal. You know, like I'm really that's something that interests me. So naturally, tools in the conversation. Um, but it's just done. Every the, the what they do musically is just so clever. Mm. And, like, people sleep on, like, what they're actually doing. Like, you don't even know what they're doing, but what they're doing is something that's pretty, you know, just... Can I say, before we move on, there were moments where I was listening to it, and I was like, this is really good. But I, like, wasn't enjoying it, like, enough Mm -hmm. as I felt I should. And I was like, I wanted to get... Like, I was like, there's something I'm not getting. There's an element of this I don't understand. And, like, that's what... So... Continue. Yeah, it's just experimentation. I like definitely that, like, got, we'll got get that in, vibe. We'll get into it when we talk about the music, but these dudes are like rhythmic. I mean, rhythmically, just on a different level. They like subdivide and do all kinds of like interesting uh, time signature choices and stuff like that. That like, mm. you know, like it's 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 a cool song, but like if you know what they're doing, you're like, whoa, yeah, these dudes are, you know, yeah. So how, anyway, how about you, Greg? What what uh? Because you are. The oldest of us by a, a few couple years, uh, probably a substantial amount. So this was more in like your, like in your youth. This it, band was coming up. Yeah, I discovered Tool kind of really in my finding my uh, my real musical taste kind of mm-hmm. thing, where I branched off from what my parents were listening to mm-hmm. and more into what I was listening to. Um, but Tool, when I first discovered them, scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, it was it was an intimidating thing to jump into because I was coming, like my my uh, stepping stone into metal was like Corn mm-hmm. and um, like Cold Chamber and stuff like that. So when I found Tool, my cousin actually introduced me to Tool, 
and uh, it was Anima that mm. was the first album that I listened to, and that album's got some scary stuff in it. It's it's yeah. oh yeah, you know dude. it's a it's the haunting, imagery man. yeah, mm. and when you when you're young you don't really know like the the satire contained within sure yeah um it it was it was nightmare inducing a lot of times <laughs> yeah. and uh but it it really at the time and honestly still now there was nothing that came out that sounded like tool mm. and that was doing what they were doing and doing it in such a quality way mm. um so it it, it kind of oh, i always gravitated to it when i was in those moments where uh I don't know where I just didn't want to really experience reality at the moment. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just kind of pulled me into a different place. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, I would say I first was exposed to them from like clips on uh, Beavis and Butthead on MTV where they would like play oh, the yeah. like the sober video, the claymation. And, um, but yeah, I that th- claymation. Man. I think kind of a mix of <laughs> both Mike and Greg's experiences because I remember when Lateralis came out and schism was on i was listening to like modern rock radio at the time i was like 12 13 um schism was on the radio uh parabola was on the radio and then i like got into them when i was in college and then like started to like work backwards and listen to the anima and undertow and uh yeah i think exactly what you said the nightmare inducing it's it's like a relentless uh, in, it's very intense music. Like even the moments of like qu- quiet are just <laughs> yeah. like this kind of like oh Ominous, what's coming? Like, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But they were uh one of those big bands because starting in the early '90s and they made their most recent album uh well now two and a half three years ago. Um, they they've been one of the biggest bands of my lifetime. Like they're always in my top ten if I think about like my top ten favorite bands. And some days they crack the top five. Um, but yeah, that that music it's uh, yeah, it's like the heaviest music can get without like full screaming and like death metal type stuff because yeah. it's still like melodic, but it's just like thunderous like heaviness. Uh, it's yeah. like searing hot. Something I've yeah. always respected about Tool is their they don't ever really feel the need to fill every moment with all of the sound that they can. Mm. They, they have, they can really just like slow burn in mm. this stuff and they don't, they don't care if it takes 13 minutes yeah, yeah. to start a song. They don't care if it's a whole song that is just the intro to the next song. Right. Like with parable and yeah. parabola. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's something I've always respected, especially about, about Maynard is, uh, most vocalists feel the need to really just fill every space mm-hmm. they can, and he just doesn't really seem to care about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he he serves the the songs, you know. Yeah, and so like uh, for the uninitiated, Tool is a band that's based in Los Angeles, um, consisting of vocalist Maynard James Ferg, May, Maynard J, James Keegan, my bad, Keenan Keenan, my bad, um, Danny Carey on drums, Justin Chancellor currently on bass and Adam Jones on guitar. Their original bassist was Paul Damore, who was in the band from its inception until 1995, Mm -hmm. which was the uh, undertow, like, tour he left during that period. Um, And it's just uh, four, like, ultra-proficient master musicians um, who 
they make albums like it was every two years and then it was like five year gaps between a couple and then a 13 year gap. Yeah. Um, so who knows? They may, I mean, I hope they do, but they may never make another album. They will. Uh, I Maynard I, just recently said that uh, they'll keep making music until one of them dies. Oh, good. So, yeah, I think I saw, I didn't watch the video itself, but I saw a video that was labeled, um, hmm. I forget which member it was, but confirming that they're writing. Whether that yields to an actual album, who knows, but, yeah. you know. Um, so, f- we're going to cover five. Yeah, do you want to do the intro? Their first thing was the Opiate EP. Right. So, we can do a quick little blip on that. Um, came out yeah. in 1992. Uh, I believe it's f- uh, five tracks, six tracks maybe. I think five. Um, two of the cuts are live. Um, what are your thoughts on the Opiate EP? <laughs> Well, uh, it's not Tool mm. to me. Right. Um, it's way more, I think, Opiate and, just to, to touch on that, mm. Opiate and um, uh, Undertow, Undertow feel a lot more like a perfect circle than mm. Tool to mm. me. Um, but um, I, I would not necessarily say I don't like it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard for me. I haven't listened to it a lot. Yeah. I like the live cuts a lot because it shows them like lean and mean and how tight they were as a unit. Yeah. The, but it's it's like lot, It's like lo-fi tool. Like it sounds so weird compared to the rest of the stuff, the pristine hi-fi of everything else. It's like kind of like it's just in a box. Like everything is in one thing. Yeah. The, the Maynard banter in the beginning of those tracks yeah. is always great. <laughs> We've systematically removed them like you would any roach or. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, of course, um, Maynard. Yeah, I dig this. Uh, I dig throw this that Bob Marley motherfucker <laughs> wannabe out oh of here. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god. But um, yeah, I think like the so this is just me like coming out of nowhere with this but like the first ep feels more like because it has like the live tracks and like the like you're saying it feels like a bit more like punky in the way like it's just or like kind of like not punky but like more like sst and like it fits with like um Soundgarden of that era mm. and like even like a like so, like even like a weird like sonic youth record it's more like a sst kind of thing because it's like more raw mm. you know what i mean it has like the alternative it's heavy yeah, that's kind of what I thought about it. Yeah, I saw I like looking into the band anyway, and like backstories and stuff. Like, yeah, because they that that's we'll get to the I think the like the big turning point. But yeah, especially for the, these first two albums, they were definitely categorized more as alt rock than anything that you would consider like progressive, like trance metal. <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, it's. Um, but yeah, this album. Uh, it's yeah it's just not it's not flushed out i will say this though you can still hear how even in the early um incarnation of this band and you know like and all that like it's still very bass forward and that's something that the band never lost like that's that's a thing that i think sets tool aside from like a lot of other not necessarily a lot of other bands but like it's it's very bass centric in terms of like this is the the melody or this is the like it it decides songs you mean the bass guitar yeah oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah i like the rhythm section is like the key the it key. felt zeppelin-y at times yeah yeah you know well, what i'm saying in that way in where it's, it's a trio like, with the lead singer like yeah it's 
the rhythm section is like super super tight yeah. and you, yeah. it's and you're right yeah. it's like leading the way and melodically and the guitar gets to kind of soar over and do all that stuff yeah, yeah. so worth checking out but also it's it's it seems kind of like a demo and like there's yeah, some more live of that stuff kind of and feel. although oh, opiate everyone needs mm. to listen to opiate the last and, track yeah. yeah and they actually just released uh, very recently and end of last month sorry um <laughs> A uh, like opiate squared or something right, like right, a, re- yeah. a reimagining yeah. of opiate, right. and it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah yes. that's good. Uh, so moving on, we're gonna go chronologically, and at the end, we're gonna talk about our personal rankings of each of the yeah. ne- of the five studio full length albums. Yeah. Um. So we'll we're gonna have a roundtable discussion chronologically through the discography. We'll highlight what it is in our order, and at the end, we'll recap our personal top five. Yeah. Um. But moving on to the first full length. Released in 1993, uh, produced by Sylvia Massey, who produced the Opiate EP as well. Um, this is Undertow, artwork by Adam Jones, with the like red robotic rib cage looking thing. Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's hit Luke, and then we'll come back around. I guess. All right. So let's start with the way I listened to these two albums at first. I yeah. listened to them in backwards order. So I listened to the, the last <laughs> oh, album nice. first, and then I worked back down. Interesting. Okay. So by the time I got to this record, I was like. I fucking love this record. This record's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. It's like, it's, it's, it reminded me of like, um, and I know it, this might not like connect to people, but like, um, a lot of it sounded like Nirvana's first record, but like way more proficient, not as like sloppy and all over the place, yeah. but like the, even just mm. like the way it like the, some of the riffs were. Yeah. And then um, as I got to like the song Bottom uh, with Henry, mm. I was like, Henry, this is Henry. Mm. And then, it gave it more of like a. I yeah. understood the band more by the time I got down to the first record. I really mm-hmm. like this record. It's, um, like it just grooves a lot like those bands I just mentioned earlier. But it's like proggy and it's more. It's got a lot of interesting movements in it. And I think like this record is grunge. It's not grungy, mm-hmm. but it has like grungy overtones. Mm-hmm. So I really like that because. I love grunge, like kind of that whole movement, and having like a proggy metal band with like grunge on top of it. That's not like ironic grunge, like the corporate, you know, yeah. that comes like ninety six, ninety seven. This is like a really great album. It's really raw. Um, yeah. The songwriting is is interesting and fun. And then even to what really got me like hooked is like because I'm a Black Flag guy above like being, you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Having Henry Rollins be on the album, it, oh, it made me see too. I was like, "Oh, this is like where they're coming from," and yeah. they also like the same music I like, which made it a little easier. Um, but that's was I really enjoyed this record above everything else. Uh, I really liked Swamp Song on here as well. Yeah. Mm. So why don't you give us yeah the uh, like maybe your top three and your bottom three. Um. All right. I. Well, I can't. Or you don't have to go up to that, but I'm not gonna go. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just gonna like your top yeah. songs, your least favorite songs. Prison. I so I'm listening to Prison Sex, and I'm like, I I really love this song. Like, mm. what is this song called? And then like I look at it, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, this song's called Prison Sex. And then I'm just like, it made you, it made me like get into it in that way. Um, sober um, was probably my least favorite on here because it's mm. the one I recognized. Um, and I don't think it's a bad song. Um, why I didn't like it's it? It's just it's your money. Did, you know, well, this is why it's like this is a good song. It's a great song, but I don't feel like listening to this right now. This is why I didn't like it because I thought it was a good song. But when I heard it, I heard 
in my head, I thought of like every other song that sounded like that that wasn't as good, like the ripoffs that come yeah. later. And I was like, Ugh. and that's for me why it just. It's, it's one of the greatest bass lines ever written. It's a great bass line. And it's literally dun, dun. one fucking note. <laughs> and you're just like, yep. But, um, yeah. Keep it so simple, I'm man. I'm definitely going to go Prison Sex is my favorite. And, yeah. And uh, Bottom, I loved that. That was yeah. cool. What Did about you... what about you, Mike? What are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, I mean, I love this album. So, also, this... So, this challenge, I would imagine, was very challenging for Luke. Because, as we know, Luke enjoys, like... He, he's an all killer, no filler guy. Reduced down, you know, like a nice 30. Yeah. Minute, you know, and, but I was looking at this and I was like, damn, man, these albums are hefty. The shortest They're album is like boys. 71 minutes. This is the shortest one. I it's think an, it's, and yes. it's an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> yes. Dude. So, I, yes. so, you know what I mean? You got to know, like, it, for the, again, for the uninitiated, if you're not into Tool, I'm, I think this is a good starting point. It is a good starting point, I think, for the novice Tool fan. I didn't. I I didn't stay album like that. All oh, this one didn't bug me because it was like a pro, if it's proggy going in, that's what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna fault yeah. fault the genre for what it is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's that's more interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's where I go. So yeah, I would probably agree with Luke in the prison sex and uh, <laughs> and um, undertow great tune. Um, you know, and I, I wrote Sober Down as as a song, like one of my favorite songs, because my thing with Sober is that, like, when I first bought a bass, I was like, what's something that I can play right from the rip? Mm-hmm. And you've owned a bass for three hours and you're fucking playing a Tool song. And it just feels good. It just feels because you're like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I'm not fuck scales. I'm just going to play one fucking note for seven minutes. <laughs> and it's going to be the most badass shit ever. And it's dun, dun, dun. But it's you know it's one of those it's just one of those songs that's like yeah, there's a there's a real sentimental value for me with with sober and uh, and a contribution to my life musically, the stuff that I that I I found in terms of the songs that I guess I put on the bottom, um, no pun intended, is like I just I've never been a big fan of like the t- excuse me like the tool interludes. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Where you have stuff like that, or you just have like the straight hot noise, or the like I forget, I forget which the intertool. <laughs> I forget which song it is on which album, but there's one song where it's literally like a slowed down track of Maynard James Keenan just slowly squeezing his. That's cat mantra. In the noise. <laughs> yeah, mantra. I'm thank lateralis. you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah we'll get more into that. You know. So um. Speaking but of, still, of, I, of noises, I, I love this album. And interludes. Does this album start with a bong rip? Isn't that no, what, I don't know. It's because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like. I think it, it. They do a lot of like breathing through tubes and stuff on their yeah. recording. That might be what it is. Yeah, it does sound like a bong rip, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Through what a are your phaser. Thoughts? So <laughs> a bong through a phaser. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Tool. <laughs> are, are we giving our ranking? We'll, let, we'll do that. At the we'll uh, we'll each say our thing and then we'll quick do gotcha, our ranking. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh. So. Undertow, um, not. I actually start. I listened to Undertow later. Mm-hmm. I, I like I said, I started that Anima, and kind of went forward from there. Mm-hmm. I never really went back. Um, but once I found out Sober was on this album, that's mm-hmm. when I went back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, still young, but uh, I love Sober. Uh, it's. I, I'm kind of unapologetically a fan of hits, like hit songs sure, on yeah. records. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm a. I like hits too, but. Continue, yeah, continue. yeah. If it's in its like 
the top three and like the number one on billboard like it's there for a reason it's really good songs um this album uh doesn't quite do it for me if i'm in the mood for tool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because this was um this is before justin chancellor Mm -hmm. and i feel like justin chancellor coming into the band is really what brought tool into that tool sound that we know yeah um and not not to knock on the 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 bass in this it's phenomenal but it doesn't have that it it's kind of hard to place what it is really Mm. yeah but it's just this i don't know it's like he plays by feel he doesn't play by what he's what a bass is supposed to play Mm. and uh that that really kind of that's that's what draws me to the the other albums over this one. Yeah. As for favorite yeah. tracks, um, it's it's the ones you would expect. Undertow, uh, sober. It's sober is one of my favorite Tool tracks in general. But yeah. uh, and then flood, I actually really liked. Um, it's yeah. one of the longer songs yeah. on this album. Um, and it really almost feels like two songs. It's like four or five minutes before it really there's any vocals, and uh, yeah. it uh, but it just. That's that's one of the most toolish songs to mm-hmm. me on this album mm-hmm. because of that. It's it's just it's building that mood, building the feeling. Is that then, the one that starts with acoustic guitar too? One of them yeah, does. One can, of them later in the, I think that's flood. It's like this kind of. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Also, people who are watching this don't know what we're listening to. We're listening to the song "Flood" right now to try to figure out if it was the yeah no it's it's a real slow burn kind of really it's like it's like horror movie Mm. soundtrack kind of stuff yeah right being a horror fan that's another reason i love tools so much the song you think about jeff's four degrees Uh, it has like the mm -mm. like the almost greek sounding guitar and yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i have such a bad memory too like once i get on the spot i'm like i don't even know who tool is (laughs) (laughs) so uh I, i apologize i'm no, you're I've, good. I've, man. Ne- I've never it, claimed to be the world's biggest Tool fan. Even amongst my friends, I'm not the the biggest Tool fan that yeah. I know. But uh, yeah, that tune "Undertow" that was also like a mm. good standout. I their their people, title like, tracks oh, yeah, yeah, usually yeah. are mm-hmm. really yeah yeah. Cool. I agree. Do you have, did you say if you had a least favorite? I don't have a least favorite on this okay. on this album. Cool. Um, yeah, oh, can I touch on that real of quick? Of course. I don't want to forget to no, say please. this. Um, in my listening and uh like finding my favorite track least favorite track at first i was kind of going that route where like Mm. i was putting like those noise filler tracks Mm. almost Mm. and then i was like no 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 that's unfair because of the way tool wants their music Mm. to be listened to right and if i'm cherry picking songs and i'm like like, i'm never gonna pick that song to listen to on its own but if you listen to it where it's supposed to be it's a different thing. So I've left yeah. all of those out yeah. of my rankings. Sure. Yeah. yeah, they're palate cleansers, they're intros, they're... They're the appetizer. Yeah. Or yeah. they yeah. like, fr- I like when they like freak you out and then it yeah. like breaks and dissipates. And yeah. you, or you're like, I can't stand 10 more seconds of this. And it's like... Right. Yeah, it builds so much and you're like, yeah, go ahead, stop. Yeah. yeah. Like it builds like tension like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. So my thoughts on Undertow are kind of going to piggyback on points all three of you made. Um, so I... Um, I like this album, but it is such a different sound, a different band. Um, I feel like when Paul Demore was in the band on bass, like the bass sound and the lines, they are iconic. They're really great. But 
Justin Chancellor entered the band, and then it was like there was two lead guitarists, but one just happened to be on an instrument that was pitched lower. Because there's times on later Tool albums you can't really tell is is this the bass doing it right now or is this or is guitar? Because guitar, yeah. you'll hear a line and you're like, oh man, this guitar is great. But then you hear the like the guitar actually comes in. And you're like, oh wait, that was all bass. Um, so I feel like this album before Chancellor, it's like they're playing a lot of great songs, but they aren't like curating an experience like they would later like yeah. like setting a, a a full environment and a mood to live in um yeah this luke mentioned led zeppelin like this band works like that so well all the pieces all fit together so like swamp song is one of my favorite songs on this because i think that's like mo- one of their most zeppelin sounding songs yeah, like this has like the like where the later ones you're right like have their own tool sound. Mm-hmm. This has like that like early '90s hard like metal bands that were getting yeah. into Zeppelin again and yeah. getting like saying Sabbath is fucking cool mm-hmm. and shit. You know, yeah. like that's what it you know, and it yeah. has it has those those grooves in it like that. Also, as a side note, the live cut of Sober. There's yeah, a yeah. live video you can find on YouTube, right. and it will literally rare uh, raise the hair on the back of your right. neck. I have to watch because. It. It, Mayor James Keaton is like the most haunting character in that whole. Yeah. You're like, what? That might have been like Woodstock like diff- '94, maybe. maybe. I think it, it was '94. And yeah. the the fact that he can sing the way he sings mm. and be, mm. uh, he looks like he's in pain, like just yeah, wrenched yeah. over. Mm. I watched a uh, a vocal coach mm. um, analysis of that performance. Oh, I think we watched the same yeah, video. Yeah, it, it really put it into light, like yeah. like what mm. he does, performing and still be able to sing the way he does. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, uh, yo, it's it's actually a really great video because she breaks it down of like the like how oh, the yeah. diaphragm works and how difficult mm-hmm. it would be for him to even like be able to sing the way that he's singing because his posture mm-hmm. is so like bad for singing. It's yeah. So other other tracks I like uh, I love Undertow the title track and Prison Sex that's another favorite of mine. Um, I most of the time I veer away like Greg said like I don't. The, the interludes, the transitions are one thing. I have to say my least favorite track on this album is the last track, which is a 13-minute Oh, uh, it's actually 15 minutes and 47 seconds dis- Disgustipated, which is like chanting the same line over and over for two and a half minutes. And then this is what you hear for the next 12 minutes. Like it's, yeah. like, a, it's like a sine wave cricket. Like, And yeah. I just go, yeah, okay, I'm... Could I could I say as the record listener that falls asleep to sides all the time, I love when artists do that at the end. It goes bing, and you're like, "What just happened? Where yeah. am I?" Yeah. That, so that's, that's my least favorite. Track. That song was actually on my list yeah. as least favorite track yeah. when I made the decision to not yeah. do that. But yeah, it's it's, 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 trash. it's long enough that I felt like I had to put. I have to treat it as a full song because it was. <laughs> It's it's terrible. Off. It's terrible. Yeah, there's but a it lot makes of, sense though. It's like this, you know, abstract sound collage thing. Like, it I is a it. moment, however, that does bring the phrase into just because you can doesn't mean yeah. you should. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this is you know this is too. But you their, respect it for what it is. At you know? their angriest, yeah. at their like most kind of like overtly like more political than philosophical. It's kind of like the biggest middle finger record of all theirs. I think um, young, hungry, and you know pissed off at the world and um but it's a very different band than they would become i think later i agree so yeah. uh let's hit a, luke why don't you start us off where is this on your out of five where is this standing <sighs> i knew it because luke's a punk rocker man 
Yeah, it's just it's more of my sensibility. It's yeah. not that number the, one. Huh? Yeah. yeah, it's more of just that. like the way I like. I'll groove to this because it's like yeah. more the overtly angry yeah. kind of stuff, and that's more what I like. Like sure. I like straight up like aggression. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not more of like. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, this is definitely number one. Mike, up. where is this for you? Um. It's a hard. It's it. It's a hard one because I do. I do like it. I do like it for what it is, but. I'm in agreement in the sense that it's like this this is Tool. It's a band that I love. I love the music that they make. Mm. But this isn't like it doesn't feel like my Tool. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Cuz I was like late to the party. So it was like it wasn't my it wasn't my Tool. So I'll probably put the, I'll probably throw this at f- uh, being that it's the only album with the original bass player makes me want to rank it differently. But I think I'm going to I think I'm going to just go with 5. Sure. I think I'm just gonna go with five because it's because it's it's like choosing between children at this point. So it's like you yeah. have you're like sorry, yeah, but right. you're number five. <laughs> like I love you, but you're five. How about you, Greg? Well, uh, just to preface this, hmm. lower on the list is like you know being the lowest oh, yeah. person in the top of your class. It's like so. getting a ninety-one on a test, right? Yeah. Right. Like you're yeah. still pretty baller, <laughs> yeah. but uh, undertow for me is number four. Sure. Same. Mm. Undertow's four for me as well. Yeah. And yeah, I you know, this is uh it's number four. It's an it's an A minus album still. Right. Like yeah. It's right. Yeah. It's pretty so, unassailable. It's just in comparison to the other ones, it's number four for me too. So moving on. Moving on to nineteen ninety six. Now uh, Yes. Now they have a new bass player, Justin right. Chancellor, who's the youngest member of the band. He is from the British band Peach who was a tour mate of Tool during their Tool to support Undertow. Um, Paul Damore left the band. Uh, according to the band, it's because he wanted to be a guitar player, which is possible. According to him, it's because their writing and composing and recording process is so laborious. And yeah. and I think that makes sense because Undertow is a bunch of songs, but it's not like, let's make a fucking like, black cloud in the sky. Like, um so this is Justin Chancellor on bass now. Um, this is new producer. This is David Bottrell uh, producing. And uh, yeah, Luke, why don't you hit us with your with your thoughts on Anima? Um, I like this record a lot. Um, man, okay, so the I'm just going to start off here with the heavy hitter. The last track, Third Eye, is one of my favorite things. Like, yeah. Like, out of all, I know that I ranked the last record number one, but, like, The Third Eye was my favorite song I listened to, hands down, out of anything. Mm. Um, I thought it was, like, artistically good. Mm-hmm. It finally, like, because I listened to the albums in reverse order, mm-hmm. It get, this was where I was like, oh, Tool. Like, mm-hmm. I get, like, now the imagery made more sense. Yeah. Um, even, like, the aggressive, like, because, like, every song you hear about, like, your third eye is, like, some hippy-dippy, like, you know, like, kind of like bullshit most of the time you know what i mean though it's it's done in a very different way like it's usually like you have like some sitar or whatever and this is like talking about like consciousness and like you know all like the heavy aspects of life and all those topics in like the way that like um is is very interesting it's Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get really weird here but like even like uh like the the bhagavad gita is written on a battlefield right and so that's a religious text on a battlefield where this is like a 
talking about consciousness and your third eye in a heavy metal like like look it's like you're like look at it yeah and it's you're like forcing someone to be introspective yeah in this weird aggressive way yeah and i like i like the, in a good way though i mean it in the best way like because i agree and i liked like how it was 14 minutes long it it took you on a trip it like mm. and by the end of it you're like fuck yes that is awesome and it yeah. like really brought you somewhere that for me was like where i i got tool and i really started to enjoy it um the album opener was another track I thought was great. Um, and was this the – nope, that's not this. Oh, four, six, and two. Mm. Um, yeah. Like that. Great um, song. Yeah, man. I, even like in the track before that, uh, Useful Idiot, like the – it's mm. like the noisy – this album worked for me on like a tool level um, like and where I really understood it. Um, and I think it's – it was, I don't know, it was great. So, Do you have a least favorite song? I'm going to say the whole thing pretty worked pretty yeah. well, and I didn't yeah. really think there was, like, a bummer on it. Like, a, if the music, like, I'm going to be, you know, like I already said, like, it's not my favorite kind of stuff, but, mm-hmm. like, for what it is, it's, this is high class yeah. and greatly mm-hmm. done. And then, like, because I've never listened to this, it was like, oh, they, like, they yeah. are the high, high watermark of this era of mm-hmm. this music. Like, you know, like. There's a lot yeah. more like bummers on corn albums, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. than like the you know this is re- <laughs> put that on the back of the album. There's a lot more bummers on this. One. <laughs> but what I'm saying, you know the critics I- are raving. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more bummers. There's a lot more. But there's a lot than corn. You know what I mean? There's like there, but this is like. But I know, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because they kind of they well, kind of started spearheading that 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 like alt alt rock new metal sound with progressive. Yeah, and, qualities, but more influenced by like Pink, the Pink Floyd's. I feel like rather than you know what I'm trying to say, like yeah, like what I'm what I was really saying is like this gets lumped in like just because it's like heavy, it gets lumped into like some bands that like aren't nearly as like a, on an artistic and intellectual mm-hmm. level that they are, and yeah. having just like that be what it is like kept me away from maybe listening to something. Well, like I think this. the thing that differentiates them from their peers at this era as well is you saw a lot of integration of like rap and hip hop in metal. Mm. where they didn't really do that thing. You know what new I mean? New metal. Right, new metal. Yeah, cuz this is the era yeah. of this is the era of new metal though. This is the, you know, this is the time when the well, the you, early Limp Bizkits and the early Corns and like that whole movement started happening and then it would end up splintering off and you'd get metalcore later and all that yeah. kind of stuff, but But and I was pleasantly surprised seeing the year and release of this. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they didn't go that way. They kept they made a more they made an original sound instead." Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, they created a a pretty um you know distinct mood yeah i like this record was dope i love this record because it's so transitionary for me Mm. because it's just like because that's the thing is what i was listening to tool i was trying to you know like trying to think of like what their influences could be and i i kept coming back to pink floyd because pink floyd has although it is a much larger it was it was in other words their sound was found over more albums than say tools was tools it was pretty much just like undertow uh, what's his name? Um, Paul Demore, right? Yeah, Paul Demore leaves. Justin Chancellor comes in, and this is where it's like something old, something new. And then Lateralis is like if they took this whole album and they just boiled it down and boiled it down and boiled it down and boiled it down and just give you like such a different, such a different thing. But yeah, I love this album. I've I fell victim to to what Greg was saying as well, where like I, it's it is unfair to throw those sort of interludes and like so like noise tracks in there because you know man i i, I listen to 
I listened to the Yeses and the Pink Floyds and all that stuff. And any and progressive metal and rock 101, man, it's the entirety of the body of the work. That's the point of it. You know what I mean? So I did unfairly place some of those on my on my like thumbs down list, but but yeah, same thing. I mean, Stink Fist, Stink Fist rather as an opening track. It's so like whoa because the whole thing just has this sort of pulsating warble to it and you're like what the fuck is this like and this was i i had tool cds in my car and this was the one i played the most and it's because that first is that fucking it's because it like just it's like dragging you through the mud at fucking one second killer chorus too dude the chorus is the killer that's why for me yeah. Um, uh, what is it? Intermission into Jimmy. It's like that. Like, um, like that sequence is just so fun because, like, intermission. This is like the. I think it's like the carnival. So, yeah. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Is that distorted kind of like? <laughs> right. It goes into Jimmy. It's like they and twist it's... it. They twist yeah. it into this like gross sound, but it's the same sound. Yeah. And... That was a great moment for me in this record too because they were like, they were like, look, it, it's this thing, and then they're like, but it's really this thing, and that's. The artistry of it, like you could do it like this, but also we could do it, like, yeah. You know, but this album, it is transitionary in the way where it, it feels like they're just about to get there. You know what I mean? Like it's on the it's on the precipice. And if you listen to the albums in in the order, you see how this one fits into the story. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and it's just yeah, man. I just I love it. I love it. And it's still heavy emphasis on the bass, especially with Justin Chancellor as a bass player because he's just a phenomenal bass player, so melodic and so... But he does it so well in a way where it's not... It doesn't get lost in the sauce, you know what I mean? Like, it's so distinct. Um, so, yeah, I love this album. Greg? <laughs> I agree, Mike. Uh, like I concur. <laughs> like I said, this was my... This was my first Tool album that I listened to. Mm. Um, and this is this is the one that scared me. Uh, it's, it's the one that got yeah. me... I think this was the most sha- one of the most shaping records of my childhood. Um, it's what got me into horror. It's what got me into art. Um, and uh, it, it really does. It starts so well. And, and that's such a strength with Tool to me is just they don't. Nothing's there by accident. It's just like they started with Stink Fist because that's what needed to start that album. And uh, it's why it's why it's one of my favorite tracks off this album. Mm. I gotta flip my paper because I don't remember things. Um, also, this is obviously higher up on my list, you know, so it gets yeah. into the. Um, but yeah, Stink Fist forty six and two um, always haunted me. Mm. Uh, and Anima, actually the the track Anima. Yeah, the I, title I really, track. Yep, um, that the the lyrical content of that one um when you're an anxious little kid uh <laughs> definitely makes your your mind go a little crazy yeah um but uh to me the the stand up stuff was the weird stuff in this like obviously we know tool musically they're they're incredible um but those like the message to harry manback and um <laughs> yeah right yeah just Again, it's like a Simpsons joke. I, I, no, no, no. Like, Harry not Man now Mike. as an adult, like looking into it. But, yeah. but the first time, right. like putting this CD in my little CD player right. and, and hearing that come on and be like, "What 
is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> why is this guy so mad? I had yeah. so many moments of that as a child of like music scaring the shit out of me and being like, what is this? But then you're like so excited by it. Like, and then the, uh, the the German track, the Diet of Satan. <laughs> yeah. And you listen to that, and it's so scary sounding. Then you find out as an adult, it's like a chocolate cake recipe or yeah. something like that. And it's it's <laughs> yeah. like you have because you have no reference point for it. It's yeah. just it like it's because it's yeah. four, and, and you're like you're like twelve, and you don't want your parents to hear it. And it's like, like, uh, can I ask you what like a twelve year old Greg thought about hooker with a penis? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's like the the like, did, were you like I don't know. Because, like, a lot of stuff back then when I would listen to it and I had no idea, I would just be like, I don't even know what that means. And I was just yeah. like, you know? Yeah. Um, If I had to pick a least favorite song on this track, I don't have one, but it'd probably be that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, It feels out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really know the name of the song when I was a kid and listened to it, but I did usually skip it. It just yeah. didn't It didn't hit the way I wanted that album to hit. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not bad, but yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I just like because I was just like you know looking at the song. I was like, oh, that's a that's you know after yeah. the Harry oh my the message to Harry man like man back, and then it's like the next song is, you know. I mean, this <laughs> like so tw- let let's go back to the beginning. The band is called Tool. All right, a lot of their iconography is like wrenches with bolts as testicles and like half this is their most satirical album i think the most like pointedly like you know like message to harry Manback is a joke the the german track is a joke right. it's like it's it's simulating a hitler rally but it's just him reading a recipe of a cake um <laughs> Kinda, yeah. yeah and it's like like industrial um this band is like I, I like to say Tool is is like they're a bunch of enlightened dipshits, like they're <laughs> or philosophizing douchebags. Like it's such a mix. Like the album title is Anima, which is a combination of Anima, which is like a Jungian philosophy thing about the soul, and an Enema. Like these guys are. This is their most. This is their tooliest record. If I yeah. pick, it's like, the, it's the highbrow, lowbrow mix. Yeah, that fine like, line between clever and stupid. It, but yeah, that's yeah. why I. But in, they're in on it though. Yeah. This is why, like, oh, I, they're absolutely in on it. Oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed this one yeah. a lot because it was like you're yeah. like, oh, what? And, yeah. You know, now I realize, like, they this this was them. This is their gotcha album. Yeah. Like this is them being like, we know all you. Yeah. basement dwelling idiots that analyze every word that I yeah. say and every yeah. note that's played yeah, yeah. and look into for some deeper meaning and you guys are all just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Hooker with a Penis, that's what that song is about. Yeah. It's like you're calling us sellouts but you're the fucking idiot who bought this record. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what the whole album is. Um, some of my favorite tracks, um, I love Eulogy which starts with like those tinking can type of sounds and then just builds to this epic track. Um, I love 46 and 2 and the closer third eye. Um, this is the Justin Chancellor period, but it has to be said that Paul Damore, they had written half the album by the time he left the band. So the first three tracks, um, Anima itself and Push It, are all co written by Paul Damore. So, like, he still had a big part in the making of this album. But this is uh, this is just, like Mike said, a, a transitionary step to like what was going to come. And uh, this was the first one that I also was very deep into in college. This is like the one front to back that I would listen to the most out of all their stuff. Um, 
I think it's because it's it's perfectly in between the like kind of brutal assault angriness of Undertow into the like kind of stretched out philosophical philosophizing you know um, lateralis stuff. But I still come back to this record and. If I were going to, maybe if I would recommend Tool to a new listener who had never listened to them, I might say start with this record. Because as a jumping off point, it's it's pretty concise still. There aren't those overwhelming, like, uh, daunting, like, 12-minute uh, songs. Um, but so I, what would be the first track you'd put on for them? A new, fresh-blooded Tool fan. I mean, I'm an album guy. I I say listen to the album as it was intended, so you, and also the start starter. Starts, yeah, yeah, the opener is so good because of that fake out little percussion, like pitched percussion thing, um, and it swaggers in and it captures so much what they're about. Um, yeah, this album it's still really, really uh, it's hitting. Yeah, yeah, twenty five years later. Um, Luke, where do you put this on your on your rankings? I am going to go with this one at number. I'm going to go three. Okay. I'll go three. Uh, I'm going to agree with Luke. I'm going to go for uh, strong number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the fully realized tool quite yet, but um, I I love a good transitionary album, and I think this is like one of the fucking best ones. So hot three How for you, me. Greg? Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Um, nice. This, this is number three for me. Uh, it's a strong three, though. It's a 94 on the test. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to take a quick break? A quick been, commercial break? We can take a quick commercial break. We've been going for sure. 50 minutes here, so yeah. we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll finish everything off. We'll be right back. When the sports world was introduced to two new team names within a week, comedian Dave Primiano told his friend and fellow comedian Dan Getz, we should do a limited series podcast where we rank all the team names in sports. And they did just that. And after they were done, they decided, hey, let's just keep ranking stuff. Thus was born the Rank Bank, where each week they are joined by a panel of experts, aka fellow comedians, to rank all things ranging from the unimportant to the really unimportant. New episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Tuesday if it's a two-parter. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore rank underscore bank. I have to clap using the Fibonacci sequence. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed our ads. (laughs) Do we have ads? Who are our sponsors currently? There's yeah, there's ads. ads. Uh, yeah, there's ads. We there's, do that anchor ad. We do that anchor ad, which I'd like to record. You know who we need. Rather. You know who we need as a as a sponsor. Ten twelve woodworks. Follow them on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I, actually, I don't have any money. You don't have to. Listen, to sponsor you We'll give you ten dollars to give back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. The twelve dollars we've made in the past two years, we'll give those. <laughs> That's a spotlight on on Greg's woodworking, yes. wood turning. Yes. Yes. Business, no, Instagram, Thanks, excellent guys. work. Follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Also, why don't you shout out the hoodie you're wearing? Oh right now. yeah, this is our boy Devin who was on our podcast uh, a couple months ago. At this point, yeah, Devin we talked, Arbuckle. We talked hip hop albums with Devin. Yeah, I think it's Nice Boys is the name of the um, name Look of the this. brand. Devin's so. a nice boy. He's if a nice boy. If you'd He's like nice to see boy. some of my work, go down to uh, Prost Music and Beer Hall. Yeah, in, check uh, it out. In Jewish City replaced Altones. 
Okay. And yep, yep. Um, I built that stage. Oh, you no built shit. that stage yeah. in there? Nice. Yeah. This, this is a stage too. That's you, like 15 by 10 or something. How big is that? That's a big. It's uh, a fucking big stage. It might 20, be longer than 24 that. 24 by. Yeah. It might be 30. Yeah. It's long. Yeah. It's, it's like 30 by 20. Something yeah. Like that. But you turn wood too, right? So like, do you, you uh, what do you, because I've seen you, you, you made a, a bunch of different types of things but like do you have anything that's like for sale do you have like an etsy page or anything like that i don't no um but if you want you, a piece con- you yeah contact you can contact me directly. via my instagram 1012 woodworks the number 10 the number 12 woodworks woodworks yeah um that at gmail um if you need anything yeah lately i've been just doing a lot of stuff for breweries and and stuff yeah. building tables for uh niantic mm-hmm. public house and niantic and nice yeah i miss the turning though i do yeah yeah that was fun yeah, turning is really cool, man. My old man's into it, and it's fucking yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff. He's good. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. Yeah, man, he enjoys it. He loves doing it, you know. So, um, but onward we go. Deeper um, we go. Deeper we go into, into the, the into the madness. Um, I thought I think that that, that the break was well placed because I was thinking about it because it's like I feel like this now. So just to bring you up to speed, the last album was Anima. That was 98, you said? Six? 96. And now we fast forward five years later. We fast forward five years later, and I think this is the album that... This is the Tool album. In my in my mind, when I think of Tool, like the Tool that we know right now, hap- this is like its, its, its inception, its creation, because you're getting a lot less of that sort of... Um, sort of uh faster tempo rock fueled progressive kind of thing that they had going on with enema this like i said is like it's it's boiled down and it's reduced and it's just give to you, uh, given to you rather in just such a you can tell mike loves uh, this album because he completely jumped the format did i no yes. we're a lot of Alice is the next one yeah i know but i'm supposed to be talking about homeboy yeah we're well to... we were gonna go oh yeah yeah i'm sorry i got lost in the this is, this is my no, rightfully cool so. moonshine yeah <laughs> mike got lost in his own sauce i did get lost i did get lost because i just love this album sorry so he's in the woods that is still <laughs> jeffrey distilling down tool yeah that's it yeah <laughs> pouring the songs in um a little parabola. <laughs> so I'll keep it short so that we can get back to Mike. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My bad, my um, bad. I broke the Colonel rule. <laughs> so Lateralis, um, it's a great album. It's the first album. Uh, we'll start with artwork with, by Alex Gray, who's a visionary artist, who's like the visionary artist, which is, you know, psychedelic and... You know, all is, that kind of stuff. Is, is he the same guy that does all those meme formats that you always send to the group chat? <laughs> Where it's like... When you da 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 da, you always you always send artwork like this. Oh, yeah. and like the yeah. four panels. Yeah, it's like the or like I, I the, think I think they do use him for that. Yeah. The artwork of like the expanding mind. Yeah, people. yeah. Is it cold yeah. medicine or a tool yeah. album? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and this album, uh, again, working with David Bottrell, who did Anima's production. Um, I love this album. This is their. I mean, they had radio hits and stuff, but now it's like fully, they have some big, big hits. Uh, Schism, Parabola were very big songs. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, an experience, listen to it front to back. Yeah. It's a, it's a distill, you know, using Mike's analogy, distillation of all the best elements of Tool, I think. Um, my, some of my favorite tracks, The Grudge, 
which is the opener. Like I thought it might not be one of my three favorite, but listening back over and over again, it's like it's still one of my favorite ones. Um, Parabola with the fuck with the ripping guitar. I love the guitar sound on Parabola, and I love the yeah. in- the intro parable. But you know, it, two separate tracks. So giving the due to Parabola, um, and uh, the title track Lateralis. Their title tracks are always really great to me. Um, I, like I have that they always title track. Or they, yeah, know. I have no be- worse tracks because I like the cat noise track. You know, like I love all <laughs> yeah. the interludes. I, I yeah. just, uh, this is, um, it's philosophical, it's deep, it's spiritual, it's searching, it's, you know, angry, frustrated, it's shameful, it's, you know, all the great things I love about Tool. So that's my thoughts. Yeah. Greg? Lateralis is quintessential tool. It uh, it's it's just like y'all said, where this this is the culmination of the years of finding what they wanted to do. Um, it's the first album where all of the current members were the only contributing forces into the album. Um, so it really is the this is what Tool wanted to do. Yeah. Um the not only the um the musical part of it but also the uh this is where we really first started getting tool music videos mm. and uh really seeing what they were trying to put out there and i love that the the music videos are designed by um you know band members mm-hmm. by the 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 people that created it and um, cuz all the the imagery was designed by Adam Jones. The costume work, the makeup work. If you've seen the schism video, it's terrifying. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those are contortionists that mm-hmm. are just literally just doing their thing and just being weird tool video things. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that album again. You know, I'm following the trend that I that I have where those. I think I have the same top songs as you. The Grudge, Schism, and Parabola. Oh, Schism I, I, I left oh. off, but it was my four. Okay. Because yeah. Schism is their... It, it's it's their stairway to heaven. It's, it's the cliche right. song, Free but it's so, it's good, so yeah, right. good. It's right. so good. And it, it breaks into that middle... In the, like, two-thirds in. Yep. Like, oh, my gosh. It, it, really, it yeah. really just... That song pulls in pretty much tool to me into mm. one song mm. um it, it really is that that rock that prog the the weirdness mm. the it's it's all of it in one and uh it's super I, cool that they made it into a pop song too like it's it's a this is a big hit you know what yeah, I, mean? I think like, it's yeah. their biggest song tons of people know yeah. the song so yeah. like to have it be so recognizable and have all those elements that are usually so uncommercial like the, the, it just shows like how talented they are. They were like, yeah, this is commercial. It's great. Right. This this song, that song, and this album should not have been popular. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just so. Absolutely, I agree. It's so freaking weird. Yeah. And uh, I actually put Parable and Parabola together. I know, yeah, yeah. I know you separated them, but I feel like this this album specifically um, really made me realize why Tool wanted to keep their stuff off of streaming. Mm and kind of force people to listen to it in an album format as opposed to cherry picking what they want to listen to. Yeah. Because you would never know Parable exists. 
and you would not have that experience building into that song if you didn't just listen to the album and uh yeah 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 it's constructed in that way i think where like you know like you said like you said earlier right with like what you initially thought of as like maybe like least favorite tracks being like those noise you know like there's not nothing is out of place mm. Nothing is out of place. And maybe in terms of context, when you like, if you were to just like dip your hand into a bucket of tool songs, there's a chance you could pull one up where you're like, what the fuck is this? Out of context. But in sequence, you're like, yep, no, that was on purpose. Like, yeah, totally. Like, pull out Disgustipid and they're never listening to Tool again. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know Dog what I'm shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I still, I hate it, but I still love it. <laughs> um,. But yeah, I mean, I'll you know, I'll I'll agree to uh, Schism was just one of those songs for me that like foundationally was like, oh, this is you can make this like this is a music you can make. Oh, no shit, like this is you know like, um, and I think I there's there's just this quality. Well, can I ask you? Can I interrupt you and ask yes, you a question? Of course. There seems to be some kind of Greek Mediterranean thing that's been like through lining these records a little bit yeah uh especially maybe like some of the tabla e drum yeah, yeah did yeah. you like find some kind of connection with that like when you first started listening to tool because there is a lot of like like greek and that yeah kind of thing. i'll say like i i so inevitably after you listen to so many like progressive especially progressive metal bands and stuff like that you, this like you... Disp- dispositions as the name of the song it's kind yeah. of more of that flavor yeah right i i think it's um it's cleverly done it's like it's hard you either have to like jump full in and be a band like Nile, where you're like literally just playing Egyptian metal. You know what I mean? Or you have to be clever about it. You know, not, and that's not the dog Nile. I, I fucking love Nile, but what I'm saying is, is that, um, yeah, I think the um, the the inclusion of those Eastern sounds in the music, like it's just done well. It doesn't feel corny. It doesn't feel like they're like putting you on anything weird. You know what I mean? Like, um, I but yeah, it, I think it fits their reflection with the artwork well too, because it's yeah. like that kind of. You know, ancient music. Yeah, but it's not yeah, right, right. like, it's like um, this... I like that you said like it's not like it's forced down your throat. It's just like a little like if you know what those instruments are, you would know. But if you didn't, it just sounds. Yeah, right. Cool, you right, know? right, right. Yeah, 100 percent. And um, yeah, I don't want to go too long with it. But yeah, it's it's just for me. Is it my favorite tool album? Yeah, we'll discuss that later. But do I think it's the best tool album that I do think? I think this is their dark side. I think this is their fucking zeppelin four i think this is there you know what i'm trying to say like this is that tool album you know for me but yeah so yeah I so it. i think it it's really well it's um it's like as much as it's like a great like um and i know this doesn't really make much sense but kind of like a pop metal album as in it's like a great like mike said like has all the greatness of like dark side of the moon that it, but it doesn't compromise any of its uh artistic credibility to yeah, it yeah. um like i said i liked like the tabla drums on like disposition yeah. um because it just kind of slowed it down in another flavor that i enjoyed yeah um and i was like that that works well too and it's just like you know with the vocal style too of him like kind of on that like range i enjoyed it um but I'm gonna go Greg on this one. I'm a hits, 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 hits. Give me the hits. Uh, Schism is is the bass is so cool. It's like if you're a bass player and you're trying to show off a sound check, of course, like it, it, you just go for it. Yeah. Um, album opener is great, and yeah, this is, it works really well. It's a great album. So are we gonna go down the rank here? Yeah, my um. This is well, controversial. This is my number two. Oh. 
Number two. Greg. Wow. But that's my personal preference. Yeah. I'm, I'm, man, Greg's about what, to with, fight with, me. With knowing what's left. Yeah. I know why you picked the other, what you picked. But uh, Lateralis is number one for me. Yep. This, Like I said, this is the Tool album. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's polished. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's Tool. Yeah. It's, per- it's, it's a perfect album, if you ask me. But is yep. it my number one? I am... As I high five with Jeffrey earlier, it is not it is it is my number two, mm-hmm. but I mean it's it, for me in comparison to number one, it's like you know it's again it's like a ninety nine point nine eight right. Mine's <laughs> you know just, what I'm mine's just like, a difference like, between the time of my life I've maybe heard them or you know the live in experience, the connection yeah. to you know, yeah mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that what defines mine how about for you sure. uh i'm two this would be one if i didn't have that kind of more leaning towards like just the way the first Undertale, album is yeah. produced so um sure. but yeah this is great tool too. yeah that's interesting that you go from undertone number one and then lateralis to number two i just have like a thing for, it's the way yeah. the first album is produced in like the time period it yeah. comes out of i'm mo- way just more into that style feel... of music yeah i just mean like the fact that and and Again, right, right. Luke's never listened to Tool, like, and so I'm really, really interested in his perspective on this. And to not, like, I really would have guessed if if you told me Undertow was your favorite, that you right. would have your, your list would be, be yeah. chronological. Yeah, that's that's what it right. would be. And the fact that it's not is because uh, like interesting. When I'm like <laughs> listening back, and I'm like, I can respect that this one's done mm-hmm. in like the the more I because I, I, I go I'm like looking at it like the album. This is a better album than I think the mm-hmm. second one is. The second one's like maybe more fun for me but like yeah. the, this one is just like it fits well as like a total package i think the first album for you i think undertow for you just checks all those sort of like those it just checks those boxes yeah of like the the, of taste. the stuff that the you taste. Ta- like, yeah, yeah the yeah. taste boxes yeah um also the on um, before we move on this record um the last track on it it's got like the noisy like ending um oh uh, with the ufo yeah. phone call and stuff yeah um very uh, Do you want to take a whack at it? Very <laughs> a la Sonic Youth, oh, yep, def, yeah. which is what I also oh, def, wanted to, wanted to shout out. Day, oh, yeah, def, it reminded day, me of like Sonic Youth and like noise rock and like all of that, like the five minutes of just like, yeah, which I think is like Enochian for vo- the voice of God or something. Yeah, so, is I, it? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Again, this is Tool. All right, they make so, songs called Stink Fist and then they make ancient languages about the voice of God. But yeah. like, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one listening to this and I'm like, oh, but I could take out like, you know what yeah. I mean? The, the, this, the, that. And I, I, I loved it. So yeah, it was cool. All right. So right the, on. So the fourth album, um, in 2006, now they work, now they are self-producing their music after long, you know, they always had legal battles and all that stuff with their record label, um, self-produced engineered and mixed by Joe Barisi though. And, uh, this is called 10,000 days. This came out, um, I forget what month it was, but it was like as I was leaving high school, entering college. And uh, this is, I mean, Lateralis was such a high and such a, like Mike said, the, it's their dark side of the moon. It's a very different record. This record, um, 10,000 Days, is a reference to Maynard's mom who had a aneurysm when he was 11 and then spent the next 27 years of her life as a, I believe, quadriplegic um, in constant pain. So to 10,000 days is roughly 27 years. Um, there's a lot of songs that are referenced to his mom and her strong Christian beliefs and putting, you know, 
living through that pain and experience and him watching her deteriorate in hospital and all those things. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a very different place musically, um, a handful of the tracks, but some of the tracks are classic tool. Like when you think of the pot or you think of Jombie or vicarious, those are like, those aren't necessarily having to do with his mother's, um, health battles. Uh, this album though is, uh, there's a lot more of the quiet moments. I think on this album, uh, a lot of kind of, uh, I don't know, piano, but like they use the Danny Carey uses a lot of those Mandela drums that have like they're pitched. So there's some kind of like makes it sound like almost like xylophony and stuff on different things. You get that boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. That's really good. That was Thank really you. good. I'm a master impressionist. <laughs> he, is, he is a master impressionist. Um, some of my favorite tracks on this, uh, Vicarious, the opener. Like I said, the op- their openers and their title tracks are always really, they are really great. Right, yeah. Um, I love 10,000 Days, which is the Wings Part 2, which I think is like the centerpiece of this album. That's like the thematic place of this album. And I do like The Pot. The Pot is, that was like a radio song too on modern rock radio. Um, but I just think it killer riffs. Um, my least favorite song is Rosetta stoned. <laughs> and that's because like I, as I listened to these albums over and over again, the past two weeks, every time I came back to Rosetta stoned, okay. I'm like, I love this song, but it's like almost like a parody of what someone thinks tool is. Like it sounded like if, if weird Al made the best version of a tool parody song, like, come on. I love it though. I love, but it's like, it's the first two minutes is this it's a like, weird Al song. I mean, <laughs> Rosetta Stone is a weird Al song. You didn't know that? Right up there with gangsters. Was it Amish paradise? Amish paradise. But it's yeah, like, don't you the, the greatest songs of all you time. Know what I mean, the, Amish like, paradise. Like the Rosetta fact, Stone. the fact that the two minute, the first two minutes is like that hyper fast, like encounter of a alien abduction and all this. Like, it just it was on the line of self parody to me. The more I listened to it, maybe it was listening to too much in the past two weeks. Yeah, you were lost in the sauce. Yeah, I might have. My third eye might have gone crossed. I like, need I to find know. a reason why this sucks. <laughs> How does a single eye go cross-eyed? That's and the and and really, well, I think I think it was just like I, I'm picking nits, but I would listen to it and just be like, "Come on, come on, tool." I would just. Yeah, I mean, I love it though. Like I said. I don't think there's any bad songs in their discography. I love this yeah. band so much, but yeah, I, maybe I was listening to it too many times. I've just like, this is almost a tool parody song. Well, think about uh, it this way. If you were listening to it chronologically over the past 14 days and every time you listen to tool, you did it chronologically. By the time you get to 10,000 days and to Rosetta stoned, you're already just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and in, in a good way, in a so good that's way. I'm not, that's not so that, shit. That, that's like picking my least favorite track. Like, Rosetta Stone, because of my thoughts on it being almost a self-parody, it might technically be my least favorite Tool song. But am I going to probably play it again in the next two weeks at some point? Yes, because I fucking love Tool and I love all their music. So (laughs) even the ridiculous kind of like motor mouth UFO abduction songs, like I'll still listen to those. Yeah, everything still has its place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. No, it's to be fair. I I mean, the the Weird Al... Was, listen to it next time and think this is weird out doing tool and you're uh, like eh, pretty like accurate. Jeff, that's so dramatic but um uh no it, it's not a it's not a great song when you compare it to the disc the disco but uh yeah it uh this album 
Um, it's too sad. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. weird to say about Tool. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they forgot to. They forgot their satire. It's almost mm. like they forgot that they are making music to make fun of music snobs, mm. and they made music to make music. Mm. And it, hmm. it's a. Uh, it almost felt like Maynard had too much to say, mm. and it, it, it kind of bummed me out. Mm. It kind of bums mm. me out to listen to it, um, and that's not that's not a bad mm. thing. Um, in fact, it. It could probably be a, a good thing within yeah, the right. scheme of it because it's mm-hmm. like it's so much of this like self-parody and self uh, like self-awareness of how uh, existential they are as a band that like they're like okay yeah we can make a, an album that has this substance like here's some stuff that we wrote about that really matters to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have favorite tracks. Um, again, it's kind of same as yours. Yeah, we kind of yeah. we kind of you know the pot by Carius Jombie. Yep. Like they they hit like tool songs to me, and um, it is I you know I guess ironic that they're the songs that are the least emo out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a least favorite track. Um, that Weird Al song at the end doesn't really. Uh... <laughs> Just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. Just eat it. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, there was just no real like I I put in my notes. It doesn't really have any hot money fire bangers. <laughs> like I did write that hot money fire bangers. I didn't want to forget to say that. Um, but yeah. Oh, I also wrote this too. This is, I, I like this. Um, the album almost feel like stifled in mm. tone. Like Maynard was holding back that toolness because this almost is a eulogy. Mm. Mm. And, uh, he didn't want to make it that like real over the top aside again, aside from Rosetta mm-hmm. stone, he didn't really want to make it that over the top, like ridiculousness of tool. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, yeah, for me, that's, that's, that's about it. Yeah. Um, I, I see for me, man, it's like, I, I like when I listen to this, I listen to it, um, mainly on headphones, but there was definitely a moment where I got, in the car that I own that has a working radio. And <laughs> when I when I put 10,000 days on, all of a sudden, it's 2008. I'm in my 95 BMW 850. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the middle of the scorching hot summer. I'm just dipping my toe into, uh, let's just say, you know, mind expansion. The and pot. The pot, if you um, and that's And that's what it is for me with this record is that there's so much um, – it's very sentimental, uh, but it's also so like, sort of like heartbreakingly nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this heavily when I was in like a really bad relationship too, mm-hmm. and then like I was able to get out of that relationship, and this was like the soundtrack of that sort of relationship beginning to implode in on itself, and then me not being in that relationship anymore. So it was. Su- it's just it, this record for me elicits such an intense emotional response because I was going through such an intense mm-hmm. moment in my life when I was listening to it, and it was. Like it was, it's a heartbreaking album, but it, I found it to be uh, quite healing because it was, um, it was just a healthy sort of outlet album to listen to to just be like, I'm fucking sad too, man. Like I'm so fucking sad, you know what I mean? And like you listen to it and it like breaks your heart because you're like, I'm so fucking sad, you know? Like and with his mother, like my father had passed away when I was 16, so it was like this whole like, what the fuck, like 
shit just turning and twisting. But at the end of it, I listened back to it with such like love and reverence and all of that because it's just because Maynard James Keenan has this thing where he can give you he can give you this like he can be so incredibly intense, but like his gassed out is mm. so like fragile. Like when he is just like when like after you get the peak of the song or something like that at the end, like you know the I am a, I am just a worthless liar. I'm just, you know this is a completely different album. I know, but I'm saying this like this sort of fragility to him is so compelling and so like. Oh my! Like he, his the persona that he cre- em, like embodies and creates within the context of Tool. That little creature exists inside of yourself, which is this like defeated sort of like keeled over, just like I can't take this anymore. Like that, the Maynard in the sober out. Right. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Like that iconic thing is like, oh no, I have that. Whatever that is, I have that too. I've, I've, <laughs> I've created very unhealthy coping mechanisms not to bring him out, but he's he's in there, you know, he's in that that really really dark little room that's tucked yeah. away, like all the way in the back. That, the like, golem inside the like, We don't soul. go there, you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this album uh, that was a long winded, you know, but eleven songs an hour. And I wonder where this long. one is for Mike. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? You didn't mention any favorite, any standout favorite tracks. I mean, Vicarious, of course, because it's just like again, it's that thing that Tool does best, which is it's a killer fucking opener song, man. And this is like to me, this the minute that this album kicks on, it's almost as if there's like a filter that drops in front of my eyes, like almost because it's that it does this, you know, and they're like doing all these crazy like rhythmically like all these subdivisions, and they're playing in like. Seven eight, but it's subdivided into three two twos, and like it's not just counts of set, you know. So it's like it it hits all the music nerd receptors, but then that visceral fucking human pit of despair. It's like it's like hello. So anyway, sorry, I'm done. I I am gonna disagree with Jeff. I think like Rosetta Stone in the pot. <laughs> I feel like they should have went hard with this this because it is. I feel like. And it's not like the the whole stoner rock like thing, but like I feel like this album could have been like it has like those like the pot and it has those like moments where it is like the you know high pace, but then it also gets bogged down. I feel like songs like Intention, where it's like kind of like seven minutes of you know, and it doesn't really shift in the way it moves that much. Um, so like things like that were more of a drag. Where I really did like songs like Rosetta Stone, where it was like noisier mm-hmm. and then good and heavy um the pot had great pop song great chorus um chalk it up to the songs about the devil's lettuce um you know <laughs> just plenty of jazz cigarettes um so and like things like that and i liked like the wings and Ten Thousand days like i liked mm. that i just could have used it like a little like the a little edit on it like you know if i have one criticism that's the same i have the same criticism um where it's but yeah, so I, I'm a I'm drugs. a disagree. I liked where they were they went out and were like kind of like, you know, I like the different flavor of like of that song and yeah, for me it's just I it could have used a little more editing and like a little less slow songs. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so album opener great and then, you know, the pot great and you know. Where would you where would I, you rank it in your top 5? Oh. Oh. No. Well, yeah, right. Break, breaking the format. Jeffrey. Oh, we're gonna go to okay. Breaking the format, Jeffrey yeah. first. Sorry, Where does sorry. this one lie for um, you? So, very different experience than Mike because this came out when I was eighteen, and I straight up didn't listen to this album for five years. Yeah. Um, 
This is my number five. Whoa. And preliminary, Whoa. going into going into listening to all this stuff, I was like, this is my number five because it's the one I've listened to the least. Because mm. the, the big charging, you know, the ones that are like, I've listened to those a lot, but the searching sad ones, I I would skip over all the time. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. So, yeah, it. it's, it's just my number five, and maybe it'll move up because it is the one I've listened to the least, but mm. number five. I'm with you. It's also my number five, and I I pre-ordered this CD. I got it when it came out with the special edition like artwork with the, <laughs> Hologram the lenses. Eyes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I listened to it once, yep. and then the, getting ready for this podcast was the next time I listened wow. to it. Wow, wow, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's somber. It's beautiful. Mm. It's a trudge. Yeah. It's a, like, I... I was I I was surprised. Uh, it was better than I remember. Mm. Uh, it was it was much more um, musically poignant than mm. I remember it being. Uh, but it's still compared to the other albums, it's 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 the least good. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Obviously, mine's no, it's number one. Um, but again, it's just it's 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 emotional for me with this record, you know, because it was like yeah, like I said, it was a soundtrack. Mike's a true cancer. I am indeed. Yes, I am. It was hard for me to say it was my fifth after your. Uh... No, you're <laughs> listen. This is how Mike, I listen. Mike's Music cr- wiping his tears off on your shirt. And I'm blue. <laughs> this you want to talk about Weird Al? This is the fucking two Weird Al album. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, but listen. I just missed the, the boat on him. It, it came out in my prime, yeah. and I straight up like Greg. I listened to it when I. Five years later, and then I like I I had to listen to it front to back until yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, for me, it's like, just like visiting this sort of like damaged old friend. You know what I mean? Lana and I'm Rose a, and I'm a sucker. I'm yeah. I'm a rom- I'm a romantic. I'm a nostalgic person. Yeah. I'm a you know what I mean. And also yeah. uh, to a fault, sometimes I relive all of my fucking trauma. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't kicked that one yet. But this one for me again, yeah, it's just like it's just such a time and place for me. Sure. Um, that it's uh, this is an emotional based decision, like I said, <laughs> like all of Mike's decisions. <laughs> all my decisions. Lateral- Lateralis is the greatest Tool album of all time. But Who this needs one is therapy favorite. when you have Tool? That's yes, what I'm saying, right? right? It's cheaper. You got five albums to really work through some dark shit. You can get there. We've all done it. So number four. Number four. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like um, I also wanted to note like even compare the metal albums that were coming out during this time if you yeah. listen back this is definitely one of the high points it's well, that, 2006 that's so. what i'm saying because like 2006 like everything split at that point it's, i was listening to heavy to like as i like dying and kill switch engage and yeah this uh, is like i was like going, shadows fall in yeah, flames metal, this is my metalcore era yeah, yeah. yeah so like even this album is like thank a, you for the shadows we always have a shadows fall <laughs> shout out hey man episode. it's about the war within <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, it, this is like the the metal would shift again, and they were yeah. like still. And I, it's a yeah. great record. Like musically, yeah. it's not bad at all. So. Yeah, right, and it is very different to what was was happening at the time, especially in like super popular, like the metal scene, right? Because I mean, let's yeah. be real. Tool falls under the it's it's in the metal it's umbrella. Metal. Like you can't, you know what I mean? But they they're metal, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is this is the album that is in the in the especially in the metal world. I mean, well, metal, I guess, is different now because, you know, Black Sabbath still tours stuff. But 10,000 Days came out and... It's the first and, fucking darkness. And, and, and this was them, some of the members nearing, 50, you know, 47 years old. Yeah. So it's like a more mature record. Um, yeah. 
Fast forward 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. To, 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 to 2019, uh, the fifth full length is called Fear Inoculum. Again, um, engineered and mixed by evil Joe Barisi. And uh, long-awaited, uh, long-awaited album. Um, I love Fear Inoculum. This came out, and it is... Uh, there's some interlude tracks, but it's basically seven gigantic opus tracks with I think uh, three, three or four little interlude things in between them. Um, this is tool like now they are nearing sixty years old. They're all between forty eight and fifty nine or whatever years old when this album is made, um, and I think it's like I think it's the best Danny Carey drum playing out of any of the records shout out to chocolate chip yeah baby which is just which is a five minute like drum solo but it's like to tell someone this is a drum solo it's like a drum solo but it sounds like he's playing 40 instruments because of all those electronic pads um i think the the guitar sound on this record it's uh some people argue that it's like clipped and like distorted and the volumes pushed too much through compressors and all that stuff but there's just something about when this when the guitars kick into like fifth gear on this record there's just a brightness and a cutting and like an edge to the and it like rips through the mix um i think it's the most like justin chancellor's always been um incredible player but like sound wise i think it's like the most beautifully textured sound the the choruses and flangers and phasers are like more watery than ever more mm. liquidy um i just feel like this is like i don't know how long they actually spent making the record but they had 13 years to ruminate on it and figure out what they wanted to do. And I just think it's like their most like epic because all the songs are long scale. Everything is like fully like sometimes it's four minutes of build before vocals come in. And by sometimes I mean like on almost every track it's like that. And there's extended interlude breaks like in the middle of songs. There's a lot of like full feel changes like every song kind of feels like a four or five part song. Um, this came out when Tool has always been described as a lysergic band. Um, so this <laughs> full transparency, this is like my acid album. Yeah. Like when I when I do acid trips, this is the album that I'll put on five times on repeat. Yeah, like it, to center my psyche and my you know whatever my being. Oh, my <laughs> um, so I just feel like this is like. The full, the clock with all the gears. This is for me. This locks in yeah. in in a way that like just hits like no other. Um, I feel like it's like a. It, this is the most like religious experience, spiritual. Like even now, I listen to these songs and I'm just like I can feel it where it's going. It's like a it's like a boa constrictor slowly like slithering on the jungle floor. Like it's I I <laughs> yeah. I. I and the fact that these guys sound this good and made this album when they're in their mid fifties is like astonishing to me. Um, I love, yeah, my, some of my favorite tracks, I love Numa. I love descending yeah. and I love, uh, invincible. Um, there's just a, there's a maturity and there's this, uh, I there, this album is kind of devoid of like the snarkiness and the, you know, the middle finger and stuff. Um, but I, I still love it so much. And I have no worse tracks because, yeah. All right. That's beautiful. All right. <laughs> uh, Craig? 
so Fear Inoculum. Um, I was really excited for this album when it was coming out. Um, I almost felt like it was never going to mm. come out. Uh, this album was kind of hard for me to rank. Um, I feel like sheer number of hot money fire bangers. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this album's kind of lacking in that. Um, but where it gains is the musicianship and the, the solid dynamic sound of, uh, mm. of this, of this album. It's just so, so well played and so well constructed. Mm. Um, it, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to say about that. That's, I think that's my biggest problem with this is I don't know exactly yeah, what you just to don't make know where to place it. Yeah. See that um, was that was kind of like my problem too when I'm like thinking about like this last record is like the other ones felt so almost like cohesive and like big statements where like the artwork even on this one is more ambiguous and it's more of like like this you know what I mean and it's the record itself is kind of more like hard to place especially in modern cuz it like doesn't have anything to do with any of the current metal it doesn't really it, it has to do with tool you know what I mean? But having the gap so long, it almost makes it like, like it it's hard to place in like a time, yeah, and place. I I agree with that, and and that, that's one of my things with it is it almost feels like they're like, okay, now we have to make a tool album, right? Um, you know, because they've all been doing their own thing, and uh, and now they're like, okay, we like it's been thirteen years, like this needs to come out. Mm. How do we make a tool album to the point where like, um. Numa felt to me like you know like a reused riff. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. you know it, and maybe it was intentional, but it was so on the nose tool. Like it was it was like basically schism too, mm. and uh, mm. that it, it was like. Oh, you know what? Okay, now that you're saying that song, you said Schism too. I know exactly what you're talking about because I I referenced that point in my own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it and that kind of hammered in the point. Like they're like. They're cosplaying Tool almost. It feels like to me, and it's mm. a really good cosplay, mm. like the best you'll ever see. Right? Yeah. It's right. Like, right. They're like, okay, now we let's turn on Tool Mind. Let's make a weird freaking Tool album, and uh, yeah. and and that's hard to say for me because it's so well done. Like it won a Grammy. Mm. Like Tempest yeah. won a Grammy. Yeah. And uh, and. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm beating a dead horse, but uh, it, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's conflicting because you do like the songs, but for you, they're just not hitting as well as like the other albums. It's it's, it's, it's a so, cohesive difference. Yeah, it's so good, but it's so textbook tool that it almost loses some because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I when I came into this, I was thinking to myself like, you know, are like especially when I listen to this, I'm like, oh, is this. And I made, I made reference to him earlier, too, but I remember, for example, when I listened to uh, The Great Misdirect, that's a Between the Buried Me album, um, and that was right after, I think that was the album right after Colors, and I remember sitting with a buddy listening to, like, the first single off of that, and he's like, yeah, this is just, yeah, this is Between the Buried Me doing the Between the Buried Me thing. Like, I, th- I had a little bit of that sort of anxious feeling when I listened to this, um, 
again, like it's a pretty much general consensus across the board. Tool does nobody does tool better than tool. You know what I mean? And this is tool doing tool to it, the tool. They're almost degree. their own genre. Yeah, yeah. right. Because yes. there's such a mix of right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think it's I mean, I think it's a necessary album. I will say that my if I have a harshest criticism about it is that the track Fear Inoculum is a great track, mm. but it doesn't fit. That's I think the thing that's weird to me about it is it's like such a tool album, but they didn't do the one tooliest tool thing, which was open the album with this fucking like trudging you like grabbing you by the face and dragging you through the mud opening. It's much more just like Here's the mood. I do man. love the way that song starts. You know, like, yeah. Wee! I can't right. because I'm sick, but like, <laughs> yeah. But I feel it, you though. Yeah, it kicks in. It, it starts like okay, this is how a single spotlight. Start. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's um, so it's just it is. It's just like it it it, it plays different, which is I think that's where it makes it hard for me to play so too because I'm like it's like the Toolius Tool album, but there's like certain Tool things that Tool doesn't do, which I guess is good in a sense, right? To be like, oh, okay, well they didn't give exactly what you wanted or what you expected right because it's like every fan of every band wants the same greatest album remade over and over again but it either changes too much and you hate it or it stays too much the same and you hate it so what do you do like you're kind of like stuck you know like opeth fell victim to that where they they just completely changed their sound you know um and fortunately for them it was well received but the point being um yeah this was a hard one for me to place too man It, it definitely was it's it's a phenomenal album front to back but yeah it was just hard to put my finger on it. Maybe if you ask me in 10 years, I'll know where to put it better. You know? I think that's kind of the album yeah. it is. Because that's, that's how we do it with yeah. all these albums, right? You kind of think of a time right. and place when you reference them. And we just, because it came out so recently, you don't have yeah. that. You don't have that that time being like, oh, yeah, point. the summer of 2021 yeah. was like, I went hard on that album. You know what I mean? And then 2030 happens and you're like, oh, yeah, Fear Inoculum, yeah. This may be the last uh, CD that was ever released, too, that people gave a rat's ass about owning. I remember when this came out as a record collector, like physical format guy. Uh, this CD was in stupid high demand. Nobody had a copy of it. People were charging hundreds of dollars for a CD. Well, they because they they finally went to streaming yes. like a month and a half before this came out. Yeah, it was yeah. a big to do, and I remember like the vinyl, all that stuff was very uh very to do in the thing. But uh, one of the last desirable CD releases. This also like. came out at a weird time because there's no like. We kind of lost live music for you know a year yeah, and a half, yeah. two years. Fall of 2019. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so this came yeah. out, and had, yeah. we kind of lose. You know a bit. what? Like yeah. you saying that too. That was a that's a that's a phenomenal point because if it came out in the fall of 2019, there was no tool to back the album up. You didn't have like uh, you know all this great promotion and background and image. You know what I mean to yeah. go with it. And I feel like you, that that. That's a that's a point, man. That is, I didn't really realize that. Yeah, because they are really they're much like. Well, I mean, we referenced them again, Pink Floyd, like a tool show. There's a, it's like again, everything's on purpose, man. Everything's in its place. There's a light show that accompanies it. There's projection that accompanies everything. Like everything, so it's made to be the sort of experience rather than I'm just going to go see Tool play a few songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all created by the band, right? Very, very, again, very purposefully created. Right. Right. Uh, all that Alex Jones imagery. And, I'm sorry, Alex Jones. Alex. <laughs> Alex Gray. Jesus like, Christ. Gay space frogs. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I, well, I'm the sorry. live stuff, it's almost all designed by Adam Jones. So you're, you're right. Adam Oh. The guitar Adam player. Jones, the guitar player. Adam does, and, like, yeah, and, Alex, and Alex Gray. Yeah, yeah Alex Gray. Right, right, right. Yeah. That was a great mismatch. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Loved that. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> Alex just. Alex Jones plus Alex Gray equals Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex yeah, I love this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Just so Luke, what do you think? Chocolate uh, chip 
trip. Mm. It's hard to say. It is hard to say. It's a tongue twister. Um, it's hard to listen to sometimes. Too. As a it's as a, a drummer, <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah. The drums in this album are very like very drummery, drummy. Mm. They're very like um, I'm gonna say it is the first time in the podcast. It's very math homework. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. hard drumming. It's like that kind yeah. of stuff. I love the Eastern influence, the tabla drums, tabla, however you say it. Um, I love that. What I thought was great, the best thing about this album as a Tool album was, I think, like the electronic-y interludes. And I mm. wish maybe some of the – like I like that and I want I wanted like a lean harder into like the electro, the sampling pad on Chocolate Chip Drip. Like that was, stuff was really, really cool. And I think like that might be like a step forward. Um, like you said, uh, Tempest, Sempest, whatever, you know, um, that song was like the fire for me on it. I liked it. Um, and this is the, yeah, like the only reason was I couldn't really like place it as a thing and it felt like a little cold to me, but not in like a cold that it was bad, like an intentional coldness like an impenetrability yes like a white like you're sitting in like a white room kind of thing and Mm. like that's what i felt like this was it was very like sterile like planned out the songs were not like a loose we're gonna jam for a second that's not happening here Mm. it's like planned out and Mm. you know and coldness is a feel on an album and i feel like this one had a feeling of coldness to me Mm. maybe not other people but that's you know and that's a vibe all in and of itself. You know? like, like a fine will give you some music. What's up? Like They're like, fine, we'll give you some music. No, and... not even in that. Like a, like a purposeful cold. Like a, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like um, surgical and like... Yes, yes like that. Yeah. Like a hospital is like cold feeling. You know what I mean? Like the waiting room's mm. uncomfortable and white and mm. like uh, that kind of thing. Like sterile. Yeah, like everything's yeah. planned the way well, it's supposed it to be. Because it has to be. Yes. Like, sterile because it has to be. Yeah, and like, you know what I mean? And it's, mm. I think that ends up working in the album's favor and it's a fun thing to play with because it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So. Like it's a, it was an, it was a, uh, a, a decision that was made for it to yeah, be yeah. that kind I, of an I, album. I mean, that's how I, th- I felt like listening to it and it was like cool and like cold and almost like computers are cold, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I, the vibe I got from it, even like the artwork on it where it wasn't like the human, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could see all the, the blood vessels and stuff. This one was like a cold. So very zoomed in. Yeah. Like yeah. What it, felt, is... it felt very zoomed oh. in. Yeah. Like what, you know what I mean? It could have been like a lot of things <laughs> that image was. Mike just spiked the volume. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just trying to scroll up. I don't know how it syncs up to the volume. Good God. So, so Jeff, where'd you put it and why number one? <laughs> this is my number one. Um, It's my number one because I love Tool, but there's such an immersive... um good like fatiguing feeling from listening to their music and and fear inoculum is the one album of theirs that i honestly can put on regardless of any mood i'm in Mm. because it shape shifts and it builds to different things but there aren't these like nothing stays pounding hard for more than two and a half minutes nothing stays soothing quiet for more than two and a half minutes like I just feel like the flow for me is just like I could put it on as background noise. I could put it on to like study and mm-hmm. like and like really concentrate on the music. I I love the maturity of it. I uh and just the sound. Like for me music is expressing emotions and thoughts through sounds and for me the sound of this record it's just so 
it's just a step up like the way things sound on this record the tones of the guitars the the way the vocals are recorded just the the mechanisms of the songwriting how everything just interlocks like so perfectly um and i love the fact that for me this i i was fully submerged and fully got this album on the first play but i also feel like i won't fully understand it for 10 more years like yeah um so yeah it's my it's my number one personal preference so. yeah i love that yeah. uh yeah so this album for me dead center number three yep. um but to, to note this this album is my go-to when i'm drawing um i uh full disclosure i'm i've been going to therapy for about three years mm-hmm. really kind of delving into to what's going on and uh one of the tools we use <laughs> is uh <laughs> is drawing um sure. and i I really try to get into a state when I draw so that I'm really drawing what's inside and not what I think it should be. Mm. And uh, this album's actually one of the albums I just put on mm-hmm. and just go. Um, this album, Lateralis, and uh, a local band, um, When the Dead Bolt Breaks, they have mm. an album called uh, Angels Are Weaving. Okay. And uh, that's another one of mine. But it's mostly Tool because it just kind of, like you said, mm. it kind of puts me in this thing, but there's nothing in this album that's like will pull me out of that Mm. and um nothing that like pushes me like so deep into these like weird feelings Mm. that it's also skewing Mm. what i'm doing uh so yeah dead center number three great album solid album um Mm. but uh not not quite Mm. breaking that that top tier yeah um yeah this is number four for me uh i definitely think that the idea of what you might call sort of background music, there's like a negative sort of thing attached to that. And I think that's like really unfair because I think the right background music, like in, you know, in Greg's case can really spark some, some creativity. You know what I mean? You want something that sets a mood, but like you said, like something, nothing that's going to pull you out of it. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I, I think that was really well put because I agree this this album is that kind of an album for me as well. It's a he- it's a hefty boy, man. This is an hour and twenty six minutes long too. So it's like you you know I mean when you listen to the records in in order, this last one is you're like yeah. I, I said it's yeah. like if you're you're about to complete a marathon, you have a hundred yards left, but then you put on this album and you're like, oh wait, there's eight more miles. <laughs> like, yeah. like, right, it's, right. It's, uh, Right, but it's yeah. it is a nice sort of thing. I mean, you made reference to you know the psychedelic experience, and I find that yeah, when you listen to all of these albums in the succession, it is very mm. much sort of that way, like a psychedelic mm. experience. Because the very you know it's Jim Morrison saying yeah, this is the best part of the trip, the part I really like. You know, he's talking about the end, like when you when you feel like you've taken this sort of mental and spiritual dump. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what this album is for me. It's like a whoa, like, what was that? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck just happened to me? You know, when you yeah. listen to the whole thing. So, um, so yeah, my number four. This was uh, number five. Um, it's mostly because I like more, like, hard, like, emotion, aggression, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, again, I like the feeling of it. It's very cohesive. It's one statement. I like mm. it. Um, and, yeah. You know, and for me, too, like, the other aspect of, like we were talking about like the gaps makes it like a little bit you know more disconnected i'm also a guy that loves bands that release like month month but you know like every six months <laughs> yeah. release yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. um and so like getting the gap is like a bit like mm. you know what i mean but i love you know i love that it, it does cohese and i like that it does grow and move from their last record 
um because it doesn't really sound like the record before it mm. um it's a different different feel and it still sounds like tool so um it's a good record and it's not a bad record it's just the number five in the order so yeah, yeah. um let's do we'll do a quick recap and then we can like yes final thoughts kind of thing um my number one was fear inoculum my number two lateralis number three anima number four undertow number five ten thousand days my number one lateralis number two anima Number three was Fear Inoculum, four Undertow, and finally uh, Lost Where I Am. 10,000 Days, last one. Uh, number one, 10,000 Days, two Lateralis, three Anima, four Fear Inoculum, and five Undertow. I had number one, Undertow. Number two was lateral- Lateralis. Number three was, how do you say it? Because I'm not going to Anima. 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 I knew I was going to mess that one up. Uh <laughs> Everyone in the world has for the last 25. Yeah, I did yeah. until like a year ago. I was so glad. Well, I was like, somebody said it before I said it again. Like, I think I've yeah, said that yeah. on this podcast a yeah. bunch, but like yeah. when you don't know how to pronounce yeah. like a song name yeah. and you're like waiting for years for somebody to say it, you're like, Jeff's our that's how you guy, say it? That's Jeff's always it? the guy who comes in and saves it for us because yes. he pronounces everything first. And we're like, oh, thank God. I had such bad anxiety because I don't know how to pronounce it. Don't worry. I also quickly YouTube pronounce blank. Did you, did yeah. you find the Adam Jones video where the, the interviewer no, asked him how to pronounce no, it? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then I uh, had, uh, I don't, uh, Lateralis as uh, number three, or no, no that was two. Uh, third was that, the one. Anima. There you go. Number four, 10,000 <laughs> Days, and number five, Fear Inoculum. Um, it was really fun listening to Tool. Yeah, as a first-ish timer. Yeah, and um, like the thing was, like I was having a hard time to like, grasp like what I felt about it, like mm. in like trying to like express it in, you know, in words, and having you guys like show how much you liked it and say why you liked it it really like helped me to put it into words and like because i'm like listening to it and i kept saying i'm like this is good but like why can't i like get the the grip on it the feel on it um and you know hanging out with other people and talking about it and like being a music lover like tool's never going to be my favorite band but like i know tool now and i like can reference tool now and i get it in reference to other things now and um tool's a great band and i really enjoyed listening to it especially the first album that was like that was my shit all day so mm. yeah nice um, shout out to all you punk rockers listen to the first record and yeah see if you like it and grow from there there's nothing i mean tool that's like really that's what one, one word review tool <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah. just yeah just a phenomenal band um they go dark when they have to go dark they go fragile when they have to go fra- they, they just you know it's only tool can do tool man you know, there's uh, often uh, imitated, never really replicated sure. properly, you know. So, fuck yeah, yeah Tool. Greg? <laughs> Can't say much that hasn't been said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree, Luke. This has been a... I was very, very intrigued to see what a non-Tool listener felt about mm. it. Because um, I'm a begrudged Tool fan. I'm not, a, I'm not happy that I'm a Tool fan. Um, because... <laughs> Tool fans kind of ruin it. Yeah, that's that. That was it for me. It was like the, it was a deadhead vibe. That was the, yeah. the thing for me. Yeah. yeah, those guys that get so existential and so they dig so deep. And I luckily Tool yeah. notices that, mm. and they 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 mock them within their music. And I think yeah. that's why I give them the love that I give them. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, like I really wish the it's Grateful Dead would call their fans yeah. like 
losers for one. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm joking. Maggots um, like Slipknot. Yeah, it's again. just like I wish, like you know, like I love that, but there, yeah. there's the playfulness in that, and like that, it's that whole vibe to it, and you know, yeah, they cover every base. They are, um, it's it's like a super group. Like every guy in that band is just so incredible. Um, they're the they're the one band of my lifetime that I think is a genre unto themselves, and uh, one of my favorite bands ever. And I love how varied they are and how much they give you to pour over. And like I was saying during the break, I can't wait for the next 40 years to actually like pay attention to the lyrics. I don't even listen to the lyrics. Like sometimes I look them up and go, but I just, I'm like at church when I listen to Tool, I just let it wash over me and I just feel it all. And I just absorb what I can. And uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a closet Tool fan. I won't go wearing the shirts and preaching to people, but I have the Tool Bible on my shelf. Like, yeah, it's right. there because yeah. I love this band so yeah. much. I'm so happy we got to talk about Tool with you, Greg. We've been talking about wanting to do this for a long time. Guys, so I, I really got a fan out a little on. bit. Um, I, I, I love Friends podcasts. I love uh, projects that Friends do. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, I, when I first found out about this uh, – I was like, damn, I want to be on that show. But <laughs> yeah, I like man. I didn't want to pull the friend card. I didn't want to like message Mike <laughs> and be like, yo, dog, we know each other. You're gonna let me be on your show. Yeah. I wanted it to organically mm, happen. Sure. And then uh when, when Jeff joined the, the, the team, I was like, Okay, like I'm friends with him too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like maybe this will happen. Yeah, and then yeah. when I got the message and I was like, Oh my god, not only is it like am I gonna get to go on this podcast that I love and I, I listen to almost every episode, that's not a lie. That's, thank you. And, man. We uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Some of them we do. are I'm not interested in. Yeah. Like I don't care about the Elton John one, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. But uh, <laughs> um yeah, to to just to get that invite to come and, and do this with you guys. I have a lot of respect for your knowledge of music. It's, it's, it's nuts. Uh, it, uh, it was intimidating. It's why I came with typed notes. Cause uh, <laughs> I'm like, shit, like these guys know a lot about stuff, but, uh, no, this is a wonderful thing you're doing. And I really appreciate you. having you. Yeah, man. We and we can't wait to have you on. you on again. Yeah, absolutely. Like you pick, to. you pick a topic, and we'll go down a rabbit hole on something you want to. Yeah, man. Yeah, because yeah. that's a, the fun thing too is yeah. like getting to know somebody else's like like you know. Yeah. Now I know Tool and like the rap episodes. I don't yeah. know any rap, but like now I have some kind of like flavor of rap that I like yeah. know about and can talk yeah. to people about, and it's I love that. So I, I do feel like uh, Mike's outnumbered in the metal world with you two. Yep. Um, <laughs> You yeah, it's so bad. It's it's so bad, Greg. Yeah. It's oh, so I bet, man. I'm like I, flying I, this flag, but it is at half mast. I listen. At all I'm, times. My, my, <laughs> Mike will bring out his his metal stuff, and then he gets shot down. <laughs> no matter what we're talking about, Mike will reference Opeth somehow. Yeah. Oh, he, so, does. Somehow. he does. Somebody <laughs> has to fly the flag for Opeth, baby. Because we're talking about Celine Dion. He'll bring up Opeth, and then Luke's like, like nah, that's just like the song metal. Harlem yeah. Forest. Yeah, but right. uh, yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, I don't yeah, know. please. We'll, we'll think of something. Do a metal yeah. core we'll deep dive, man. We can we yeah. can do like the uh, the CT other side of the core. early two thousands. The uh, yeah. best of new metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a corn the, countdown. A corn <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> the, <laughs> the shadows fall and all that are around. That's it. what I'm saying. See, man. I because yeah. that was like, my bread and butter. Lamb of God. <laughs> shadows fall. Kills bunch of games. Saw them at the LNG. Did you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw the closest I got was uh, All That Remains because the lead singer All That Remains used, was the original right. lead singer for Shadows Fall before Brian replaced them. But I think I saw Shadows Fall at Ozfest 2005. Did you? <laughs> yeah. 
I just know that he kept he would always trip over his own dreadlocks. He'd always actually like step <laughs> they, on his own dreads. I don't, I don't think that's the kind remember. of band I you wanna see you wanna see something crazy is a man with six foot long dreadlocks windmilling. That's yeah. the yeah. craziest thing the, you'll uh, ever see in your life. The coolest thing I, I, I can say about them is when I saw them at the LNG, this is before it was rebuilt and yeah. since died rip in peace. Yeah. But yeah. uh the stage was just the whole back wall right. and the light for the stage was just a, a bulb <laughs> right. with right. a string. And Brian Fair gets on stage and he's doing his windmill thing with his six foot dreads and it gets wrapped around that cord <laughs> and turn just starts turning on and off the light while while they're while they're rocking. And he rolled with it, you know, he started like like moving it with the beat once he got it untangled from his dreads. But uh oh, that was that was a cool experience to, yeah. to see. But yeah. Thank but you. Yeah, maybe so, we make something like that. But yeah. thank, thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. Real quick, tell the good people where to find you again. Ten twelve. Ten twelve woodworks. Ten twelve. And that's one zero one two. Yes. Um, as always, like, subscribe, comment, yeah. awaken the primordial algorithm to let the, to let the, the, the algorithm pod, to let the podcast lords know that we exist. And I'll I'll hand it off to Luke for his. Poor oh, mic he's etiquette. taking the mic. Poor etiquette. Poor oh, mic etiquette. Closing. Here we go. This week we learned to keep an open mind. Love one another. Have a good week at school. We'll see you next time. Get in the garage. <laughs> Get in the garage. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.